0: This is Pastor Scott. Thank you so much for checking out my sermon podcast from the New Hope Walp Wallapin, Faith, Stairville, and Slocum United Methodist Churches. We'd love to have you join us some Sunday for worship. To find out more about our locations and worship times, find us on Facebook at New Hope Walpwalla. We hope to see you soon. Have you ever had an unexpected visitor show up? At your home, and I don't mean somebody selling something. I don't mean you know the the mailman dropping something off or or any of our kids around the neighborhood selling something. I mean somebody you know who just sort of paid you an unexpected visit. I remember uh, I grew up in a Baptist church when I was a kid, and I know that they would always do visitation nights. Um, churches back in the day used to do that. And I remember that uh, they would always visit if um, if you'd miss church or if somebody was sick, and we hardly ever missed church because church was kind of a requirement for us. But I just remember we'd be going about our evening routine. I think it was Tuesday nights, and you'd hear a knock in the door, and you know the dogs would be whoa, 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 you know the dogs would be barking and going crazy. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Uh, we have a dog bell. We don't have a doorbell. We have a dog bell. That's what I always say. Um, And uh, so I remember if somebody would answer the door and you would kind of hear the voices and then you'd start to recognize them and then you'd realize it's visitation night and you realize you missed church. So then you would scramble around. Now, if you're lucky, the pastor wasn't on that team that came to your house because nobody wants the pastor to pay an unexpected visit to their home um, and see what life is really like so uh, i just remember we'd scramble around us kids made sure we had pants and clothes on if we were getting out of the bath or whatever we we try to corral the dogs we we do what we could to kind of like hide some stuff um now i think i guess the new thing i read is that if if you get an unexpected visitor to your house what you should do is you're supposed to turn the lights down and light some candles to sort of mask any aromas you don't want people to smell Um, some of you are probably sitting there thinking i'd burn the house down if i lit that many candles but um, I just remember what that was, <laughs> what that was like. Um, today, we're actually uh, our book, our Unlikely Advent uh, book, is actually talking about unexpected visitors. Um, you'll recognize that our scripture this week um, was broken up a bit, but it's familiar. It's similar to last week's, although we're turning our focus from Herod um, to the Magi. Now, the Magi are a mysterious group. Um, not a whole lot is known about them. Um, it's said they're from the east, so many assume they're from Persia or Babylonia. Um, we also don't know that there were just three. We That kind of came about because of the three presents, so it just we, three, you know, became three. Um, and we also don't know that they were kings. Um, most think that because they were following the star, they were astrologers, um, some, some think maybe they were magicians or, or something that was sort of new age, kind of that sort of thing. Um, we do know that they brought three gifts, um, and these gifts might seem strange to us. There's actually a comic that circulates about this time of year that talks about the three wise women. I don't know if you've seen this one. It said, the three wise women came bringing a casserole, diapers, and baby wipes. <laughs> um, but we know that they came to visit. But the, the three presents actually represented something deeper. Um, gold was was kingship. Frankincense represented the priesthood or deity, and myrrh was a symbol of suffering and mortality. Some of these were used to mask the smell of death. Um, all of these were this foreshadowing of of who Jesus was and who Jesus would become, and what would, would be done and what would happen. Um, Something else about the Magi, we also don't know that they came with three. They probably traveled with a caravan. They probably maybe weren't riding on camels because camels kind of hurt your backside. They may may have been riding on horses as a part of that caravan. Um, But we also know that they didn't visit baby Jesus in the stable. It's likely they visit him in a home because of the time that passed with Herod and what we see with the children and all of that. Um, So by the time they made it to Jesus, he was probably a toddler. Um, could you imagine toddler Jesus in your home? No, you can't have Jesus. What did you just do? Get it, juice? Never mind. Um, it, it's fallen flat all morning long, so uh, it was much funnier in my head. Um, there's Most things are. Uh, <laughs> there, there's also another comic circulating where it shows Mary giving Jesus a bath, and Jesus is standing on the water, and she's like In. So, But can you imagine what it was like raising a toddler Jesus? Uh, we don't really know. Um, I also can't help but wonder what was the scene like when the Magi showed up at his house? Some of you, because of where you live, because of who your neighbors are, if somebody unexpected shows up to your house, everybody knows, right? Like, what were the police doing at your house? At no, I mean, the people kind of know. So could you imagine the neighbors as, as whether it's three wise men, you know, dressed like this or dressed however, sort of show up at their door? Could you imagine the neighbors— people at Mary and Joseph's house and they're dressed kind of funny. Um, could you imagine that? Can you imagine Mary opening the door to find these three men, kind of however they looked, looking a lot different than they expected? But what we do know is that they were welcomed in and we find what happened next when they, they found the baby Jesus or the child Jesus. We read this in Matthew 2:11. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. We're not quite sure what the belief system of the Magi were, but we know they weren't Jewish. Yet these foreigners from another country, another culture, another belief system were included in our nativity story, and they fell down and worshiped him. This should mean something to us. As we've discussed before, prior to Jesus, the only way to to find redemption, to to be reconciled with God was to convert to Judaism. You had to convert, start following the laws. If you were a male, you had to be circumcised. You had to go through all of their rituals and offer the same things that everybody else did at at the temple. But after Jesus, salvation was available to everyone, Jew and Gentile or or non-Jew alike. So I think it's fitting that these non-Jewish people would find and worship this Christ child. And again, not just non-Jewish, but from a different country, culture, and belief system. Neil Maxwell said, each of us is an innkeeper who decides if there is room for Jesus. But I want to challenge us to go a little further. Each of us decides, each of us is a host that decides if we have room for the same people that Jesus loved. We decide who we will open our doors and our hearts to. See, the truth of the nativity is that it was made up of the unexpected of society. Uh, At Bible study this past week, we were talking about um, what Billups says in the book about who the magi maybe were. And one of the things she said were they may have been fire worshippers. So of course, in my brain, I'm picturing people with the the batons with fire in the ends of them and sword swallowers and all that kind of spitting fire out and all of that. And then it went like in a whole different direction as my brain often does. And it got me thinking, what would it look like if we were to create an alternative nativity, a nativity that would speak to our world today? A nativity made up of the outcasts and the unexpected of today. Who would they be? Because that's who this our nativity is made up of. It's made up of the unexpected, of shepherds who are considered unclean, of wise men from another culture and another religion, of a, a teenage mother, of of a carpenter, a working class carpenter, a child. If you think about the nativity then, who would that be for us now? Now, I'm not gonna answer this for us because I think there are a lot of people that we could include. But I mean, you start to think about who would it be? And to answer this question, who are the outcasts and the unexpected among us that God would choose to use to get this message across that there's room at the manger for everyone? And I think a good place to start is to look around us and see who is missing from our churches, to even look at the news or social media or whatever source it is to kind of get you, you know, that you use to sort of stay in touch with the culture around us. Who is often the target of our anger and our hate? There's actually a concept in Christianity, and I keep butchering this today, that comes from the Latin phrase imago Dei. Or Majo Dei, which means the image of God. And what it is, is it's taken from the creation story, the idea that all human beings are created in the image and likeness of God. So what it means for us is that every person, regardless of their background, the labels we put up front, upon them, their race, or, or any other characteristic that they might possess, especially different from us, it means that they have inherent value and they too are a reflection of the divine nature of God. See, I think often, and you're probably tired of me preaching on this, but I'm going to keep doing it until we stop doing it. We often dehumanize other people, other human beings, because it makes it easier to justify the atrocities that we do against them. Often in the name of God. And so I would encourage us today, before we share that quote or that meme, before we share that talking point that we heard on the news or or some other source, before we become involved in that conversation, I would encourage us to be careful what is being shared or said about someone or other people. I want to make sure that what we're saying is not dehumanizing another person, another race, another segment of society. Because remember, in Mago Day, they too are made in the image of God as much as we are. And truth be told, there are probably some in our world that look a little bit more like God than we do. We also read in Hebrews thirteen, verses one through through four, this encouragement, and you've heard this one before. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Did you hear that last part? And those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. We're supposed to suffer with those in our society that are suffering. We're supposed to hurt when others are hurting. We're supposed to mourn and grieve and cry and wail and speak and do when others are suffering. German theologian Dietrich Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um who was actually killed at the hands of Nazi Germany before what he because of what he said? He says this, He comes in the form of the beggar, of the dissolute human child in ragged clothes asking for help. He confronts you in every person that you meet. As long as there are people, Christ will walk the earth as your neighbor. So, who? is God confronting us with today Who are we being asked to not just welcome to our doorstep but to love and care for to speak up for and to reach out for to and to help and to suffer alongside of Are we making room for Jesus in our hearts by making room for others in our lives Let us pray. Dear God, we come to you today. We ask that you would help us to create our own alternative nativity. That we would look around us for those that society overlooks and those who society writes off and that we would see Jesus in them, that we would see that they too are made in your image. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.